This is the Collins Report. Collins Report. Collins Report. Collins Report. Collins Report. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Collins. This is the Collins Report. Here with my main man, Terry Collins. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, y'all forgive me for the voice, man. My voice is gone, gone shot. But I'm here. We gonna uh, we gonna do what it do, man. And we got some special guests in here, Terry. Yeah, my two special guests, um, two humble young men. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna start with talking about the father. Um, when introducing. I would arguably call him probably, sorry, Junior, but Pops is probably the best player in Northside history. <laughs> um, the reason I wore 12, I tell people this all the time, 12 was my favorite number. I grew up watching this dude play, and I don't know why, I just all of a sudden I wore number 12. So number 12 was because Keon Brooks Sr. wore that, and I was already in love with basketball, but he made me love it even more. And um, we're sitting with him and his son, Keon Brooks Jr. today, the other number 12. What's up, what's up? Little 12 was good. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, both of you guys, um, just starting off, I want to say thank you for coming and joining yeah, us Yeah, thank you so much. We thank appreciate you it. I know you. I know you got a lot going on um, with family, Keon as well, the school and other things going on. Um, so thank you for taking the time out of your you know, day to come and talk with us. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. So, Appreciate you guys having us. Oh, anytime, man. Anytime y'all want to stop by. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime. You can even leave one day if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to leave one day. But yeah, just, you know, these two guys right here, um, <clears throat> I think if you grew up in Fort Wayne loving basketball, sports in general, but basketball, then you can appreciate what both of them meant to this area, what they still mean to this area. Um, I know dad watching him is a humble guy. And then I'm also, I've been, you know, um, it's really amazing to see 12, that's why I call it junior 12, to see him at such a high level and an elite athlete still carry himself so humbly. So thank you again for being with us today. Yeah, yeah. How, um, how did you become so humble? You know what I mean? Uh, 12. <laughs> Uh, just my my parents really, and then also my grandparents. Um, my mom is quick to tell me like, "Look, you ain't as good as you think you are." Mm-hmm. My dad the same way. You know, my grandparents always made sure I stay humble, listen to my parents. So I would just say those four really just making sure that I that I'm always staying humble and uh you know listening to everything they got to tell me because you know I don't know it all yet. So I just gotta for sure keep everything in perspective. Do you come from a praying family? Uh, yeah, we do. Um, strong in our faith. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, you can feel it in your aura. You can feel that. Yeah. So, let me ask this for Dad. <clears throat> so, and we're going to jump around because I'm excited about this. I love basketball. Y'all know that. So, this, this may be random sometimes here and there, but the first question that popped in my mind for Dad is, you were an elite athlete. You played at a really high level. Um, how is it for you to see your son transition and go even higher than where you were at? And what are the similarities and some of the differences that you see within like stuff like the recruiting process? And now we know at this day and age is also social media that right. we didn't have to go through when we were being recruited. But 
just kind of give us an idea of what it's like for you when you went through it, but now seeing the transition to your son going through the same thing. Well, I think it's a lot faster pace now than it was when uh, <clears throat> I was being recruited. Um, my recruitment kind of came late in my years. Uh, I was a little tiny something up until I was a junior in high school. So that uh, kind of started my recruitment later. But, you know, for for looking at what he's done and the the guy, I mean, I, I wasn't nearly the athlete that he is. He's a little different um, than what I was at the time. But just seeing the, the social media uh, part of it is probably a crazy world for yeah. it. Um, because now you got so many more people that's involved in it that has opinions about um, where you should go and what you mm-hmm. should do. Where when I was going, I mean, nobody cared about <laughs> <laughs> me going where I was, you know, what, what school I was going to. So to see him get to that level, it, it really showed that he really put a lot of hard work in and he really trusts the process. That was, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a real big part of it. Um, young, he was fourth, fifth grade and was good, but you know, it's a lot of good fourth and fifth graders. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a lot of dedication and hard work to to get to the, the level that he's, you know, achieved and, and where he's trying to go. So um, just being, you know, seeing him have to go through that so fast and, and, and see, you know, pretty much letting the world in on it is, is kind of a, a difference, but he's been able to take it really well in stride and um, continue to keep working hard and keeping his um, goals focused. So you know, it's 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 kind of good that it's over now. As yeah. far as the you just the, focus on basketball, the focus on basketball yeah. now. Okay, yeah. well, not to interrupt, Josh, but real quick, just to piggyback off what you just asked for both of you and Keon, you know, twelve, you can start first. When did you realize that, <clears throat> you know, when you're young, you play for fun. I like this. I like enjoying. When did you realize like I could be special? And Dad, when did you realize like, okay, this kid might be something gifted right here? Like around what age or grade? I would say um, my seventh grade summer. Um, we're playing that speech. Our team always played up, and um, actually, Tom Mizzo was at a game. Um, he was recruiting uh, another player I ended up playing with later on in high school, Brandon Johns. They go to Michigan now, mm-hmm. and uh, he's watching him. And then uh, after the game, you know, I played pretty well. You know, got into contact with us. You know, like my first interest was. Tom Izzo in Michigan State. That's when I realized, man, I might I might have a, a really good future in this as long as I keep working hard and, you know, listen to Pops. But that was like the first time I realized, like, man, I could really take this far if I uh if I stay focused and listening to what's uh to what people are telling me. So what what your pops was instilling in you alongside of, you know, you getting some affirmation from Izzo, is it was that the buy in for you? Period? Uh I could say it was kinda like the almost like confirmation like I really okay. can't do this just growing up I always knew I wanted to be a hooper I always had dreams of playing in the league playing in big college games but you know having Izzo there and him reaching out to me was kind of like reality is really like his major me. yeah like <laughs> like a hall of fame coach is telling me like hey man you got you got a future as long as you keep working hard so that's that's when it hit me like oh okay what I'm doing is working just keep doing it. Did you see yourself uh, or did you want to go to MSU because of that? Probably at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dad, when did, you, um, when did you notice that you had something special? I noticed um, probably a little earlier than that. Um, he was probably in the f- coming fourth grade summer. Um, it was a camp in New York 
Um, supposedly the best kids in the country were coming, and it's kind of the first time I ever took him out of his element of Fort Wayne, Indiana kids that he kind of knew. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's supposed to be like the top camp in middle school. It's called Middle School Elite, actually, uh, at the time. And uh, we get there. It's about 100 kids from all over the country. I mean, it's like pretty tough competition mm-hmm. for, for that young of an age. And they go through a king of the hill type of drill, you know. Um, and he goes through the rotation a couple of times. And I'm like, okay, no, this is this is not supposed to happen, That's you know. Up. Um, he's supposed to be nervous. He's supposed to be afraid. He's in New York City now, not little Fort Wayne. And, and I realized if he could go there not knowing anything, dad wasn't his coach, that, you know, nobody that he knew was coaching him, and he could perform the way he did, um, it was kind of eye-opening. But really yeah. what made it crazy was they had the levels all the way up to the eighth grade, and every time he played, his court was full. All the parents from the other teams were coming down to watch this young kid Man. to see how good he was and it was really true you know and I had a couple guys come up to me and, and say man we just we had to come down here he, he's getting a lot of buzz and, and guys wanted to see if this kid was really who he was and then you know the next question was is he really a fourth grade <laughs> yeah. now, now then then he get ranked like when did the top yeah because I remember seeing I don't know if somebody shared it on Facebook I remember seeing right. that, the rankings after that camp and like he was number one I'm like dang yeah, went it, to the camp and then just came back number one. That was kind of surprising. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't really think it was going to be like that. You know, it was a couple kids out of California that they were really, you yeah. know, high on at the time. You know, this is the first time they really even, you know, was able to evaluate him. You know, and and we didn't go there to get a get a ranking. We went there for some competition, and so B, that's what came out of it, which I really didn't care too much for. Yeah, um, I wish they wouldn't have done that, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. 12 do you remember that I remember it like it was yesterday I was it was my first time flying I was scared to get on <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just overall it was just a good experience because it was like like you said my first time really leaving Fort Wayne and playing against some real high level competition mm-hmm. and I didn't have my dad with their dad there with me holding my hand the whole time he just letting me go no uh, I went with two of my teammates as well so that kind of helped a little okay. bit being, being comfortable being around them too but it was just it was a great experience, and um, I feel like if I didn't really get that, that also kind of jump started me too as well. To, you know, yeah, to be number one, yeah. <laughs> start to believe in yourself, man. Yeah, uh-huh. was that the best you had ever played at that time? I would say, yeah. So because normally in camps, if you're not a point guard or a guard who can dominate the ball so mm-hmm. much. You, me being bigger, it's kind of hard for you, you know, to get your game off a little bit. But I, you know, I went in there and made sure, you know, even though I'm big, I can handle the ball. I can do just, I can do everything that these little guards are doing. So I feel like when I took that mentality going into it, I really played well because I wouldn't let the little five five two point guard dominate the ball the whole time. I had to like. How, how tall were you at that age? He's about five seven, almost five eight. His, arm, his arms was hanging to his knees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. Goodness gracious, man. <laughs> we had to carry, pretty much had to carry his birth certificate around. Oh. Hey, you James. <laughs> People would protest. They wanted to protest. Hey, this kid, no. Old, so. Time out, rep. Yeah. Listen, get this kid off the court. We ID. Let me see who he is. Oh, my goodness. So, just, you just said something about 
getting out of your element? Like that made you expand, like seeing different talent, pushed you a little bit. So <clears throat> let me ask you this then too. And I've had talks with your dad in the past about this, but do you think you going from Northside to Lalamere this year and I mean, let's just be honest, you faced way stiffer competition. Like you played against the best players in the country pretty much night in and night out. Do you think that prepared you physically, mentally, and challenged your game more to be ready for that next level of college? Yeah, I feel like I kind of had my, my freshman year already to a certain extent. I mean, I knew I can go in and compete. I've been playing against everybody that go to those prep schools for years. Mm-hmm. It was nothing about, you know, am I able to do it? Am I, can I do it? I know I could. Yeah. It was just, you know, the task of doing it every single night. Yeah. You know, you got a McDonald's All-American this game. You got two more this game you're going against. <laughs> so that was a that was a great experience just to, you know, get my body ready, get ready physically and mentally because our coach, Pat, Pat Holmes, did a great job of preparing us like we were a college team. So okay. I feel like I kind of had a, a freshman year experience already. So I feel like I kind of got a, a head start going into Kentucky next year. What is a prep like for that when you know you're about to go against an All-American for the second time, the second night? In a row, he gonna get it just like the <laughs> dude before. Hey, Keon, tell him they gotta guard you too. You know, all American. So, pops, what do you, what do you feel making that transition from again Northside to Lalamere did for Keon and his game? Uh, and we, like he said, everybody knows he can compete, right? But like you said, like he said, night in, night out. Where you know, here he may play whatever team and nobody on that team is really of any quality against him to make him a better player do you think that this really has prepared him like he said I got my freshman year kind of on my belt for the next level of college yeah I I think in a couple uh, aspects of it you know not only the physicality of uh, playing against people just like you every day that's going to make you better but then the off the court thing was another big issue you know you got to get up yourself. Mom and dad's not waking you up mm-hmm. to get to go to class. You got to find a way to wash your own clothes. You got to do some of the things that you're doing in college that just being here at home just wouldn't happen. You know, um, the the responsibility that's off the court really was a, a, another thing that I felt that was really going to help him, that he wouldn't get that freshman bump in college where he's hit the wall and he's trying to figure it out because now classes is getting tougher and practice is getting a little harder, you know. Um, and then, you know, just being able to every day, you work on your body, you work on your game, you know, you've you got more of a college concept of the offense and defense. Um, and so, you know, that, that along with playing with great guys that know how to play the game at a high level, um, you know, sometimes you – can't do what you need to do because of this team you may be uh, dealing with as mm-hmm. far as personnel-wise. You know, he was pretty much stuck under the basket, you know, here because of the way the makeup of teams were. Um, there, he he had a, a great teammate that allowed him to, to, to expand his game more and, you know, that going, <laughs> that going into the next level was something that uh, really helped him out. Okay. So, next thing I got that popped in my mind. Now, like you said, we talk about social media. Everybody believes they know what's best for you. 
<laughs> and I talked to talked to twelve about you know when you made your decision, some of the comments that people was making. Like that's wild to me. Like it upset me, and I'm like, dang, <laughs> I can only imagine being like your pops, your mom, you like that's crazy. But also, what comes with that is everybody, which you don't even have to be a big time star because you probably went through this. Um, Josh, you may have, I know I did, where people feel like they know what's best for you, or you also have those people that want to ride your coattail. And your level is way higher than mine ever was. <laughs> so I know you got people that come out the woodwork or people that just all of a sudden they're your boy, they want to hang around you. Random cousins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, me and Keon go back. So oh, man. the thing is, I guess, and Dad, you can answer this too, is how do you guys, and I know you're a strong family, so I know that's important too, um, but how do you guys kind of separate where you kind of got those leeches? How do you keep those types of people away from Keon as he's moving forward in his career and try to keep him focused and not put the wrong kind of company or crowd around him? Well, you know, it, it starts with your faith first. You, mm-hmm. you, you keep the, the blood around you and, you you, you know, you try to Amen. stay mm-hmm. prayed up and, you know, because... You know, you never know where it's coming from, how it's going to come, you know. Um, the the thing that's, you know, the most, because of the social media, it allows more people to, to be involved with it. Um, sometimes it does get frustrating that grown men. Oh, they older than us. Go after yeah. these kids, you know. Um, never played a sport in their life. Never, never touched nothing. <laughs> sitting, sitting behind some computer thinking, you know, they're, they're genius all of a sudden. Um, you know, we heard some of the wildest things that uh, people that helped us out. And uh, I'm still waiting to find those people. You know, I mean, <laughs> if you, you look in my bank account, you find out that it, ain't, that it ain't like that. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? That's, that's what they did. That's um, what happened. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, you know, the other thing that I always let him, you know, kind of bring him back to being humble about it, too, is that. They don't do that for people that ain't good. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not good, True. they're not going to talk about you. Not you gonna have a pack of haters. So you know, you know, to have that that shows some of your, you know, that you're you're doing something positive, and you know, and just to understand that the people that love you, they they they're going to be behind you regardless, and those people don't know you. So you know, that's kind of the message my wife and myself has been trying to keep in, you know, him focused on. How, um, like when you meet new people, how do you decipher, I guess, who's real and who's not real? Especially when you get on your own. Well, right now, if you ain't been around, it's kind of too sure. late. You oh, know what I mean? Like, oh, damn, blocking sure. that out. You're I like, mean, nah. oh, no. you know, just, you know, we just can't allow just any old body to come all of a sudden and, mm-hmm. and, and ha- you know, have opinions about whatever it is that they may think they know the experience on. You know, we have some really good people already in our family in our circle that we can go to that, you know, that we have any questions um, that may come up about, mm-hmm. you know, where he's headed, uh, that we can, you know, tap into them. So right now it's kind of like, uh, who is Drake? No new friends. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, we, you know, he's, he's 18 now. Uh, he'll find some teammates. He'll find some friends when he get to college. But, you know, like the most part uh, is, Really, it's kind of hard now to to really be inside that circle. Yeah. Speaking of teammates, do you keep in uh, contact with the other five star re- recruits like uh, Khalil or Maxi? Keep in contact with them oh, often, all the time. Especially you know we're going to the same school now, yeah. so we we got to make sure we we have a relationship off the court, so that when we get on the court, we have some chemistry. Um, 
it's been great getting to know him. I've known both of them for a long time. Been playing against Tyrese since we were about 10, 11 years old. Oh, wow. Playing against Khalil since we were about 11, 12. So it's been it's been good to see that our yeah. our journeys have come come this far, and now we're about to be teammates in a couple of months or so. You know, just to to see that we we didn't get complacent, we kept putting the hard work in to to get to where we were to where we're at now. It's just been it's great to see that none of us really uh took our foot off the pedal. Mm-hmm. We just kept pushing to get better. Yeah, I watched uh, Khalil's. He had like a little, I guess, a documentary. Yeah, kind of like that thing you sent me on. Was that overtime? Yeah. 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 Okay. I was like, wow. You know, I I don't know him, but I was just happy he made it out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Got out of Chicago and stuff like that, man. And, I mean, going to Kentucky and, you know, from from one brother to another, you're just just excited for him. Then you guys um, have, like, a, a friendly competition. Oh, of course. Anytime I see Khalil, I'm trying to take his hand. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's just how it is. And then even, you know, uh, Tyrese is a guard, but uh, this past year in the uh, EYBL, we, we we were guarding each other. You know, the, mm. the the best players on the respective teams, we both took that that personal matchup to, uh, you know, make sure we're checking each other, pushing each other. And uh, I just feel like even when we get to school, you know, as soon as we get there, we said we playing one-on-one the first day. <laughs> who got the best of who? Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. They uh, Tyrese no smash just that game. <laughs> <laughs> got, we got about thirty ball that game. Yeah, it was it was a bad one. Well, thanks for being honest. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, yeah. Do you um? Do you feel any pressure to kind of I guess make it to the league? I mean, kind of one step closer. I don't. I won't say I feel pressure, but I know. I know that it's there. I know it's attainable. I just got to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, make sure I'm still working hard. I don't think it's a a situation where if I don't get to the league, you know, my family and the people that love me are going to look at me a different way or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and plus, the pressure, outside pressure is never going to be higher than the expectations that I set for myself. So. Hey, senior, what kind of book you reading, man? <laughs> That's pops, man. I love it. That's well, you know, he just, he's been humble like that, and he's understand the big picture, you know. Like, for a long time, one of the, the things I've always said to him was, um, are you good enough to be in the league, you know, no matter what accolades you get? Are you good enough to, to play <laughs> in the NBA, like, right now? And he's understood that I still have work to do. I still have, you know, a lot of work to do, no matter what they – say who I am and what I, you know, and and until he gets there, I think he's he's got that driven drive to to keep his head down um, and just work. He's always had that working mentality. You know, he never came in the gym to, to take a day off because of who he was, you know, and and that's, that's something that, you know, I think that's going to be the reason why he gets to where he goes. You know, it's not going to be some of the other things. It's just his day in and day out work ethic. Like listening to you, like makes me uh, I don't know, just proud to know a father that's in his children's life, and I think that's really important to uh, you know, just to shine on, you know, because I hear transparency in a young man who's like, you know, looking at himself in the mirror, like, okay, I ain't as good as I think I am. I got work to do. And then, you know, y'all said family a lot of time, so you don't really hear that. Oh, they close. And we were talking about you know this AAU off the podcast and mm-hmm. 
something that stuck out to me. I was like, a lot of young dudes don't have fathers mm-hmm. at those AAU games. Mm-hmm. It's the moms. Yeah. Yes. So when you hear stuff, it's from our perspective, it's like, uh, you know, we're not going to be rude because we understand that mom, they mom is doing what they can. They can yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you kind of feel bad. At least for me, I feel bad. Like, dang, I wish, I wish pops or some shoot an uncle, some male figure mm-hmm. was here. Yeah. That's that's what young dude need right now. So this, to me, I didn't have my pop. So seeing this, listening to this is like it's it's encouraging. <clears throat> Part of my voice, but it's encouraging, and um, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm looking at you like OG. You know what I mean? I mean, that, oh, he is. I mean that with respect, by the way. I yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I appreciate that. You know, my yeah. dad was was like that with me, and that's where I got that from. My, also, it's a generation. Yeah, of, you know, my dad man. traveled to every. <clears throat> college game I went to he was a truck driver and he mm. drove around the country to be at my games and, and to, you know to really be involved through my whole process and you remember that so you know <laughs> when I had my son it was like okay I was actually I was playing ball overseas he's like two years old you know and I kept thinking about you know like man my dad was everything I'd done he was there you know and the couple years that I played over there was kind of rough for me because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't there for him to, to do some of the things when he was, you know, he was little, but I felt like every moment I was supposed to you be there, you know, and I didn't want to miss wow. it. So, you know, it, it, it called for me to hang up my shoes and become a real dad and, and focus. And, and now it's full on. circle. Yeah. Look at it. Yep. And, wow. And I think, 12, you've been, you've been really blessed, man, because... Like, I, you know, speaking for myself, my dad was, he was in my life, but my dad didn't really involve himself in sports. So a lot of things I had to learn on my own where I failed at. And I think for you, it's such a blessing because not only do you have the, the structure, that family, that support, but your dad has been through stuff that he can kind of like, kind of help steer you away from like, nah, you know, I went through this. This is not where you want to go. So it, like Josh said, man, it's like, I, you know, I respect. Yeah. You know, seniors so much, and and I know like just from watching him, you know, when I was younger, play to being watching him work with kids, training kids, not only his son but other people, like you know, other people's kids. He treats them the same way he would treat his kids. So, like I said, that big respect factor, man. Oh, um, I think um, I know we're talking about like Keon and you know him going to Kentucky, but I, I hope anyone that listens to this podcast, I hope that sticks out especially any ball player, I hope that sticks out. Uh, if a mother listens, I hope that sticks out. Like, fathers are needed and fathers got to step up. You know, but I don't want to get too deep on here. <laughs> just saying, though, that, that it's just a beautiful thing. Well, I wanted to go back to what what you said, and I think I know your answer to this um, from being around you. Um, with me being a coach and training and being around, you know, sports, I see a lot of parents who aren't really realistic about where their kid is. Yeah, you got an elite athlete, son. Like, like we just said, he's a step away from the pros. Mm -hmm. Just being completely honest, and I think I know you well enough to know that you don't tell him something that's not true. Right, you kind of hold him. No, you're not ready for this, not ready for that. And I think that's what pushes his game. But let me ask you this: I believe in my heart. He'll probably be the best basketball player out of Fort Wayne to this point. He's going to go. That's what I believe. That's what I pray for. But do you think right now, just currently, he's ready for the next level? 
And second, two, two separate questions, because Keon, I want you to answer the second one. What do you think about the landscape with RJ Hampton skipping college to go overseas? Do you think that's going to become a trend now? Yeah. Mm. Um, First question again, you say. Do you think, and, and I know what you probably say, but do you think at this point. He's ready for. Yes. The for next. The, for yeah, college. We got college yet, but the next step after that. After that. Yes. Um, right now, I think he's um, right there. Uh, I think he's got everything that he needs to do. Um, the only thing I think uh, would be a little more on for him is. Uh, just to be at to to become a once you become a pro, it's kind of the things you do um, as far as the way you go about it. Right now, he's still a kid. He mm-hmm. still you know enjoys his friends. He's still like yeah, we can't expect you know act like and, an older man, right? Yeah. You know, and 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 that would be the only thing that you know because you're going into play at that level. You're going with some grown men, and it's a it's a but also, as far as playing wise and. He's, he's going to have to get stronger. You know, he's going to have to do that. And, and everything that goes along with just keep getting better. But um, I've, I've watched some of the guys that are now getting ready to be drafted. I was about to say, he's played against them. And he's played against them. Yeah. And I've seen what he's done on there. So mm. it's kind of like, okay, if they think that he can do that, then I know where he'll be. So that's kind of how I like look at that right now. And then Keon, for you, Junior, the thing about the R.J. Hampton, like, I know it's not, this isn't the first time it's happened, happened, but I know there's a lot of talk about NCAA and where the players should be, you know, compensated. Do you think that this may become a trend where kids just say, hey, um, I'm going to go overseas for a year and make some money, play with pros, and I'll come back and do the draft? I really think it depends on the on the kid, to be honest. Um if I was given the opportunity, I, I really don't know what I would do, but I've always dreamed about playing college basketball. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the, you know, a couple of times I've talked to RJ and especially what he said on Get Up, he said, my dream wasn't to be, to play college yeah. basketball. I wanted to be in the NBA. I wanted to be a professional. So if that wasn't his dream to be a college basketball player, then why should he have to go do that? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, he did what's best for him. I'm happy for him. Um, pretty sure he's going to be successful because RJ can play. He's pretty mm-hmm. good. I just think it depends on, on the kid and what what you have set for yourself, you know. So I just think it just depends on who you are and what, what kind of family and support system you have around you. What what are your ideals of what you want to do with your career? But for me personally, I, I, I would say I would still go to college. Okay. Kind of to piggyback off that, you know, in a couple of years, they're going to take away the the college thing all together. So I think yeah. in 2022, maybe yeah. you'll be able to go straight. So you won't have a lot of those elite guys that's, you know, um, of that level. They'll probably go straight and try to go to the NBA versus going to, you know, overseas. But, you know, I I, I think it's like Junior said about it, it. It's up to the person, you know, the individual and how, how do they make up is, you know. Um, some kids... You know, RJ not the the example because he could have went to any school in the country, mm-hmm. grade wise and all of that. Um, but there's been some athletes that couldn't get the grades to get in those schools. So and now man, they have I'm to make just, that man. option, you know, to mm-hmm. go that route. So, Junior, off some separate. <clears throat> now, me and Josh, 
we're sneakerheads. Yeah. That was my question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, your your game all right. Your sneaker game is all right. So, I mean, it's cool, but yeah, you rock some different kicks. Are you a shoe dude? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like shoes. Yeah, 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 like you shoes. like the Paul Georges right now? Yeah, I like I seen you hooping yeah, in them. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was like, I was I hoping you didn't have a Zion blowout. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you was putting that much pressure on them. No, Zion got that flint, 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 flint. <laughs> For real. So what shoes, I think, Josh, you, you want to know what shoes is in his rotation? Or? I, I see, I just peeped a little bit. I just, I've always looked at him, though, even when he was at Northside, he had like the red 11s on or, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. like, okay, because I just, I just pay attention to that. I saw you had a. Uh, you used to rock Kyrie's a lot. Yeah, I did at a point in yeah. time. Yeah, and now the Paul Georges are those a Nike ID? Those uh, like a a navy blue gray. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got the NASA boys. I was like, oof. Them gray and blue was actually uh customized. Yeah. Mm. Got the KB12 on. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite song? I'm sorry. Shoot. Hey. <laughs> That's the um, Paul George, your um, favorite shooter hooping. Yeah, um, actually, he's LeBron is my favorite player, but I know I'm not going to be six eight, two fifty, two sixty, whatever he is. So I kind of try to, you know, steal stuff from Paul George and yeah. the way and the way he play. I get it. I see you know, it. and then also his shoe is dope too. You know, it's comfortable. It's kind of. He's built like me, so I feel like, you know, I could be able to move like he does in the shoe yeah. and uh, have some freedom in the shoe. So that's why I really like his. Yeah. Would you would you uh, like to be sponsored by Nike if you had to pick? Hey, if I... Or whoever. Who's bringing the most money? Yeah, whoever's doing the best. He don't want to push nobody away right now, y'all. Be out there like Kawhi. The New Balance. The KB12 New Balance. So... So... Let me ask you this because Kentucky is sponsored by Nike, correct? Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna have a lot of Nike. Guys. Oh man, yeah. He's about to be he about straight. To, dad gonna be looking good too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hate on him, but his dad. <laughs> yeah. But when you made that choice, and this question, either one of you both, you can answer separately or together, whatever. I know it was difficult because, like you said in the beginning, you had a relationship with Tom Mizzo. Um, when it came down to it, what factors were key for you to make? that choice for you to pick Kentucky over to other schools because you could have pretty much went anywhere as well. Uh, what it came down to me really was, I'm not going to say Coach Cal doesn't prior towards winning because obviously he does. He does a great job getting a new team every year. He has to win or he wouldn't have his job. Yeah. But the big thing to him is making sure that we reach our goals and our dreams. I feel like some of the other coaches throughout the process were more concerned about the university's well-being instead of yours as a player and as a person. And I feel like when talking to Coach Cal, he, the elephant in the room, he know I, he know I want to go to the NBA. He know I want to mm-hmm. be there. And he's he's the, he's done a great job of helping kids get there and attain their goals. So that's really what stuck out to me is like, yeah, okay, we can win games and do this and do that. But if I'm not getting these kids to, you know, do what they want to do and reach their dreams, then I, I failed them. Yeah. So... I feel like him doing that and, you know, he has kind of the blueprint to help me get to the league. So I feel like if I just buy in and just listen to what he got to tell me, it's, it's all on me at that point to if I want to listen in and get to the league or not. Yeah, I kind of agree with what he said there. On, you know, it's kind of lined up with his goals, um, the things that he wanted to accomplish going to college. Um, Kentucky 
had a great fit for him. You know, um, he could have went probably anywhere he wanted to mm-hmm. if he really. But when it comes down to being a fit, it's not just about the, the color of the school or the coach or it's about, you know, how they're going to play you, um, the opportunity that you'll get um, to perform and, and are you going to play as a freshman or are you going to play as a junior or, you know, some of the things like that. Um, but another thing that just – Coach Cal's just been a, a basketball junkie like me. So <laughs> I really, like – we sit down and we're eating and he's he's got the sauce shakers and saying if we move here and we do this and we can do this, then this will be a shot here or this will be, you know – and coming in, you know, one of the things that <clears throat> really was a, a a factor, I thought, was that he didn't promise him anything. You know, um, most people were, hey, you're going to play this. You're going to do this. You know, and I've never tr- brought him up like that yeah. to be given anything. Yeah. You know, you go out and work for it and, and you earn what's coming. And he came straight out and said, hey, it's going to be hard. Every day it is going to be hard. You're going to compete every day for what you get every day. And I think that's part of the the recipe to get these guys where they're going. And the times we went down there, it was basketball. You can tell that the guys that were there, the coaches, the trainers, everybody around was so locked in on the basketball of getting these kids better, you know, and I don't mind staying in the gym four or five hours. Mm-mm. You know, that's kind of All day. like I, yeah. I do that. So um, going there and seeing that that's what they do and not, you know, I mean, they could have took us anywhere they wanted to take us, you know, and we were down there and yeah, it's probably not the the bliss and glamour that most people take you on a, a visit. You know, they want to take you to a whole bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but our meat and potatoes of the visit was inside the gym watching how he prepared these kids to work and, and get better. And I mean, for me, I'm like, man, that's <laughs> that's the recipe. That's what you want, you know. And and then the, just to know that he'll be able to uh, compete against somebody like him every single day. That you know, being having somebody like Khalil there, and you know, the the, the rest of the guys that are coming. That's just competitors. That you know, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't want him to go somewhere where he he felt like the world was on his back, you know, like, dude, yeah. you still got to enjoy your college experience, your, 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 your basketball. And some of these schools started getting real ridiculous with me. Like, Oh, uh, we need him to save us. And we need him to, <laughs> to, you know, like, Jesus. you know, my job would be, you know, and I'm like, hold on coach. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to put that pressure on my 18-year-old my son. On that Jesus you, know, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> you're the savior. I mean, for real, bro. For you know, real. I just didn't feel like he deserved that type of pressure as well. You know, so when I heard those type of things, they were kind of like marks. Like, uh, that's not what I'm really looking for. Yeah, you know, I watched, I think it was a 30 for 30 on Coach K. And I'll be completely honest. Like, I wasn't a big fan of, and this is because my mind thinks basketball. So when mm-hmm. I watch I'm thinking X's and O's. Who should did what? What play you should have ran? Obviously, and you're a UNC fan. No, it's not only that. No, it's I'm not. Only, I'm joking. I'm like, joking. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a UNC fan, but <laughs> I love Coach K. Right. You know, I respect yeah. the game enough. Right. Where I, if you a great mind, great player, I, you may you may not be my favorite. But anyway, I just I didn't I didn't think he was great at X's and O's. That was just me mm-hmm. outside looking in. So then I watched that thirty for thirty, and man, I found a brand new respect for that dude. Like when he talked about. I will not give you a scholarship the following year 
for kids who talking about I'm gonna stay, he's like, no, no, you're going top ten in the NBA. You're not coming back. Yes. Because like he talked about the D Rose situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if he had blew his knee out while he was mm-hmm. here and this kid, that kid, he's like, you know, um, I think you talk about Dewan Wagner. He's like, what if he had that sickness while he was here? Mm-hmm. Like he don't make his couple of millions right. in the league, you know, to take care of whatever responsibilities are. I fell in love with dude after that. Yeah. Like Brandon He's was, really a player's guy. He's yeah, really for I, these I guys. That. And too, when them guys too. came and all of them was crying, mm-hmm. like he, I said, man, I said, okay, my yeah. bad. Let me step back. You know, a lot of people say you don't, you know, the X's and O's part, they think he just get a, the top guys and he roll the ball out, you know. And one of my first visits down there to watch him practice, man, I would you would have thought it was a third or fourth grade practice. He chopped the practice up so much. Fundamentals? Fundamentals. Ooh, fundamentals. Like breaking them down, you know. And he's talking to guys that went lottery. You know, these are guys that don't know the game, mm-hmm. but he – and so afterwards, I you know sat down and talked with him, and I'm like, "Hey, coach, man, you know, I felt like you were coaching my fourth or fifth grade team out there. You, you know, chopping it up so much, and you know." He said, "Well, senior, you know, these kids are coming in here with a lot of high expectations, and they want to reach some hard goals, and you know, they're gonna have a target on their back, and and I got to start it right now. You know, I got to break them down to understand. So when we get to March, we'll be ready. Mm-hmm. And it won't be any, you know, confusions yeah. about it. You know, he said, a lot of times when my teams don't look well early is because we are breaking everything down and trying to figure out with a new team like that, you got to kind of go through some things and see, you know. So when I seen that, I, I felt like, okay, my son can he can he can pick up this stuff, you know. It's, it's I always thought maybe it was too fast for a lot of people. Like he was just boom 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 because of his mind going so fast. Some people wouldn't catch it, but to see him practice and to see him chop. I mean, the other coaches like, come on, coach, let's let's move on to the next. You know, he's like, no, you know, and and that was impressive to me as a coach to see the time, the detail, you know, for these kids to get better. And he's elite. These are the elite yeah. of the elite. He doing fundamentals, right? Which most people at this point, even at the high school level, try to avoid. We speak about that all the time. Yes, yes. they don't want to do it. No. So, and I mean, he mentions that because if you know, you're watching play a game, you're like, man, Kentucky, like, Duke when they played Duke beginning of this past season, mm-hmm. this won't be the same team. He says that all the time. Like these guys are getting mm-hmm. used to playing together. Then you look at the tournament run, you're like, he was right. Right. You know. So, Keon Junior. Do you think going into this, I know you've played against these guys and I know you have your expectations and you have the team's expectations. Do you think it's going to be a rough transition for for you or maybe you think it's going to be easy transition for you playing on this team, which is going to have a lot of league guys where you got to adjust your game, but still play your game at the same time, if that makes sense. That's a good question. I actually, um, I had a chance to talk to John Wall yesterday, and mm-hmm. I, I asked him, you know, you came in with a loaded class, and, like, how did you separate yourself but still make sure you was buying into the team at the same time? And what, what he told me was, you know, be aggressive on both ends, make sure you, you play your game, but at the same time, you know, try to help your teammates out, you know, just be a team-first guy. Don't try to go in trying to think you don't want to step on anybody's toes. You know, you got to be an alpha male at the same time, but you also got to buy into what the team is doing and respect your teammates for who they are. So now, when he told me that, I'm like, man, that's that's some really good advice because he's the he was the number one player in the country at the time. Mm-hmm. He, and he's talking about he had to buy into the team mm-hmm. for, for, for them to be able to win. 
So I was just like, if I can, you know, take that approach, you know, still be who I am, play my game, but also, you know, make the make the, the extra pass, give up a good shot for a great shot, you know, always competing hard on both ends and uh, just being an all-around team player, I feel like I can really have some success. Hmm. You said you spoke to John Wall. Um, what's the best advice you've gotten this far from, like, an NBA player? Or was that it? The best advice I've gotten so far would probably be from Allen Iverson. He's just kind of the same thing, you know, just always just be true to yourself. You know, don't try to, you know, he's, he's just talking about just in life in general. Don't try to, you know, change who you are to, to fit somebody else's expectations or don't try to, you know, alter your game to to please somebody else, you know, because, you know, Iverson took – Took a lot of shots in the league for you know wearing the, <laughs> the baggy jerseys, the do rags, the rule on them. Yeah, they right. they put in the dress code because they are. Yeah. But you know, but throughout the whole process, he stayed true to himself. He definitely did. So he just made sure he he let us know that, and he that's the main thing he preached throughout the whole time at the event. You know, just being true to yourself, and you know, and just being a dog too. At the end of the day, that's cool. I got a local question. Who um anyone like? And Fort Wayne that you played against, who was somebody that you you respected that game and what they did for that team? Someone I respected a lot was my freshman year. Actually, was was Taj Curry. Yeah, uh, Biggie had just took him to state and left. They weren't projected to be that good, mm-hmm. and Taj had a, a really good year leading that team. You know, they beat us. A matter of fact, and I'm thinking like these dudes not even that good. Like how did they <laughs> beat us? But you know they they beat us. He really led the team it was a was a, a floor general out there for him so coming into high school that's somebody like I really respected for what he did that year and how well he played I used to like watching you and Malik go at it I know you were younger and he was you know the upperclassman but I like that you you know you ain't back down like you know let's go Oh no, I ain't gonna never back down. Yes, sir. Let's go. Can't come home. Hey. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna throw it back for the older people who listen to this because we can't just we can't just talk about the young guys. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Dad, when you was playing, uh-huh. who was who was a guy that you respected or was maybe the the the, the toughest competition for you um, in high school? In high school, um, I probably have to say Robert Kaiser was probably one of my toughest opponents. School I mean, me. I'm not from here. School okay. me. Oh, oh, North, yeah. South? Yeah. It used to be in some epic battles. They used man. to go at it. And uh, Robert was like grown man when we were like in the eighth grade. <laughs> Windmilling. I mean, he 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 was, and then on both ends, he, he defended too. So it wasn't like he was just a, you know, a, a shoot, shoot, shoot type of guy. I mean, but he put the ball in the basket and uh, probably Cradell Key was the other one. Um, when I was coming up, he's a, a year older than me. He's a point guard, you know, um, and he kind of took advantage of me when I was in uh, <laughs> middle school, you know, like, like made me go work on my game. Like yeah. I couldn't bring the ball up, you know, and, and, and so he was a, a guy that I, you know, when I said when I get to high school, I can't wait to find him, you know. And he went to Northrop, uh, but probably Robert Kaiser was the the toughest opponent that I, uh, you know, played on a on a day in and day out. I play like against Luke Recker. I, people thought that he was the, you know, the real competition. He didn't defend like Robert, you know, like he could play on the offense end, but Robert hung around and, you know, was like tough, tough. So he would probably be, I'd say Luke Recker probably be the second guy. Yeah, 56 on me my freshman year. 
Mm. Who did? Luke. Oh my goodness. <laughs> look at Junior face. He's like, Ooh, look, look. Hold on. Only 23 was on me. Dude, I was a freshman. He's 6'6 six, six muscles, man, as a senior. I'm just saying. So, but had to keep it on that topic. The landscape of basketball has really changed because, like you said, you were you were worked on your game because the guys who were in front of you made mm. you want to work harder. So, like when I played, I remember being in high school when you were in college, and everybody would go up to the old fort. Yep. yep. And I was like, you got to. I was like, man, I got to work on this and that. And I would try to figure out my game to be able to compete with y'all. Mm-hmm. Now kids are more just AAU, so they don't play like we used to. But Keon, when you now, like now you, and of course I know you go against these guys out here. Who pushed you to say, I got to be better than what I am now? Like, because all of us go against that one person that you're like, oh, jeez, man. Like, mine was your dad, um, Marcus LeVette, um, dudes like that. Like, I, you know, I remember playing them like, dang, I can't even dribble or get a shot off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So for mm-hmm. you, even though you may not play, you know, pickup like we did back then, but was there anybody either here or traveling that you went against and you kind of like, Ooh, I'm gonna have to work on my game because this dude kind of tough. Oh, this one is easy. Um, <laughs> <Dang. laughs> coming come, coming up um, in about like third and fourth grade, we always played uh, all Ohio Red, and they had a uh, a guy that was about my size, could handle it, had a jumper, just about anything you anything you wanted from him, he he can do it. His name is uh, Jordan Mitchell. And we couldn't beat them for nothing. <laughs> Every single game, we we going overtime, losing by two, four, oh, three. We, we could never get them. And, and that was my matchup. He always, we always play, play well against each other. And I'm like, man, I got to figure out a way to beat this dude, man. <laughs> like, I'm working out. I miss a shot. My dad, oh, Jordan ain't going to miss that. I'm, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, all right, dude. But, Dad yeah. had the keys to push it. Yeah. Jordan making them. <laughs> yeah, but I think he was a a big a big part of kind of where I am today. For mm-hmm. Someone I realized at a young age who, who was really really good, and I couldn't beat him too. So it just drove me to go even harder every day, just working. I was like, man, I gotta figure this dude out, man. I gotta I gotta beat this dude, man. Like this this is somebody I I can't solve. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't I, I can't get these dudes, but. Yeah, he was probably him for sure. It's like just from being so young at the young age, some, some kind of like looking in the mirror, mm-hmm. and he was like the first person. I'm like, man, I really need to step my game up if I want to uh, if I want to be him. Okay. Um, how often do you live? Because I saw that picture a while ago. It was like a side by side picture. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, big fella got some gangs out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, at at school at Lalu for the I'm gonna say the first five weeks of school we were lifting every day. Like in the morning. Yeah, in the morning, like five thirty in the morning. Team lifts. College life. Yeah, and it also helped us with our. I feel like that's probably why we were so good getting up there early, having to go through all that together. Mm -hmm. That that built chemistry with us. But yeah, we was in the weight room every day for about a good five weeks straight, and then throughout the season we probably try to get two. Or three in throughout the week. Yeah, that's no, all right. No, not, nothing too crazy, just to make sure you still some maintenance working. Yeah, maintenance yeah. mobility type stuff. Yeah. So that was ah mobility. That hear that? <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. No, that's that's what's up. Do you know? Do you have a clue what it's gonna be like at KU? 
Yeah, I do. Uh, I actually had a, a sit down with the strength coach. I'm my official. You I know, follow him by the way. I, I, he's solid. Yeah, he, he he's really good at what he does. Very smart. Yeah, and uh, he also uh, he had worked with the strength coach from IU, and then I I respect him a lot. I think he's a really really good dude and a really good strength coach. You know, and he Cliff Marshall. Yeah, Cliff okay. Marshall. Shout out. Yeah, and uh, he said they worked together before, so I'm no nice. something like man. If he worked with Cliff, so obviously know he knows what he's doing. Oh yeah, and he mm-hmm. he's a good dude. So I feel like um, if I just go in and listen to him, I'll be able to make some games <coughs> for sure. What, what about <coughs> you mentioned well, you to me? Wait, you wait, 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 wait. Can we can we give a shout out before before that? Yeah, because my man Terry kind of helped us jumpstart <laughs> some of this. He did. Yeah, he, he, he was. Uh, a I was big oh, part. I gonna get to that. He's a big part of you know the development of his strength and conditioning. You know, um, he I was took, gonna get to that. He took some good time, and I I just got to give him the, sh- the love, man. He, he he really didn't help us out big time. Yeah. I, I wish I'd had more time, bro. Like I, I told, <clears throat> like I told Keon, I told Josh, I don't. Do that at all. That's why I'm putting it on him. Because he'll put it on me. So I'm going to put it on him. Because I don't do it for that, man. I just, you know, when you can help somebody and, and, you know, you see good in somebody, just, you know, try to be a blessing. So I'm thankful that you trusted me to be able to work with him a little bit. So, yeah. But what I was going to say about that, you think. That's why I asked. To me, I haven't seen you in a while. I, I mean, I don't really, you know, I don't know you like that, but. Last time I seen you, you was a little more slimmer. You look lean right yeah. now. So, oh, he about to get in this. Oh, I know, oh, yeah. I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know but this is a good start. Yeah. Like I said, I, haven't, I probably haven't seen him since. Well, I knew before. He, I knew when he went to La Lamera. I, I knew. I, I was like, that weight program will have. Him. Oh, he looked phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I saw that picture. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he looks lean, and that's what you want. Your, your, uh, Y'all hyping his head up now. He, oh, he got a little muscle sitting, on his sitting up straight. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Coach Gage, man. Coach Gage got me right. Yeah. And in, in um, you mentioned IU. <clears throat> and I know Trace went there, and you guys are really close. Do you guys you still yeah. talk a lot? Yeah. Okay. So I, I was, and I am, um, I know fans are fickle and like we just talked about social media, what are your thoughts on, and Dad and Junior, both of you can comment on this. Um, you see so many people, and you can go through this at Kentucky, I assume, their fans are probably just as mm-hmm. much involved as IU, like these are blue blood schools. Um, people were really upset with, with Romeo leaving. Like, ah, oh, he wasn't good enough, and he didn't do this and that, and he was he's not good enough because of this, and he should come back for another year. I personally, like we said, people have choices and options. Mm-hmm. I think it's good enough to go to the NBA. Yeah. Just because somebody had a bad year or maybe doesn't adjust to the team or the system that they're in, I don't think that should determine that. But looking at this past year with IU and Romeo, what, did you keep up with any of that? I did. So what were your mm-hmm. thoughts on how people were responding? Because I think you ended up averaging 16. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. For a freshman to Big Ten, that's – Pretty dang good. Right. Yeah, well, I was thinking, like, what are your qualifications? Just individually <laughs> as a bad year, you know, he's right. he's the number one option. I mean, I'm watching the games, and teams are denying him all the way out to mm-hmm. half court. Like, this dude's not going to beat us. This dude's not – we don't want him touching the ball at all. And for him to still have that offensive production, and he also was great on the defensive end, too, mm-hmm. stopping, the, stopping the best guy, you know. And also, even though he's only about 6'6", six, six, he's – Great at protecting the rim, very athletic. So I'm thinking, like, well, what do y'all think 
what is a bad year to y'all if he's if he's because they didn't win yeah, more or yeah. something. <laughs> To be honest, I just think he just didn't have a, a lot of help around him offensively yeah, that's to, what I to, felt. to score the ball at a, at a high rate. I mean, if he's getting denied all the way to half court, somebody that's opening up the driving lane for somebody yeah. to be able to get to the rim or to make a play or something like that. But I feel like he, honestly, I feel like he had a, a great year. I don't think his, his stock dropped or anything at all. I mean, I knew it was going to be tough for him, you know, because he was the only big-time recruit coming in yeah. for IU, so... Honestly, I thought he he had a pretty good year, and he still projected a top ten pick. Like, so, yeah. what else do you want? I mean, right. hey, that year, that's a bad year. I wish I could, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. the part that I don't get about. You know, people don't understand how hard it is to score sixteen to seventeen points at a high major yes. school like that, and you're a freshman, and the the defense is stacked against you, and. I mean, we got guys that's been there for four years that can't do that. So, yeah. you know that's what I mean? Facts. Like, this, wow. this, this guy's doing this. You know, I, I was telling him the other day, you know, about, you know, throwing out some stats. on. I said, well, you know, my senior, I averaged 20, you know. I said, it ain't, you can't find a lot of guys average 20 in college. It's just not easy, yeah. you know. I said, but that's to show you the work you got to put in, you know. And these guys are looking at Romeo like, Come on, I mean this this kid has done all you know. He's put that team on his back, and he's you know he's he's been doing everything the right way, you know. Yeah. And then who's to tell somebody that's about to change their family's life, you know, generational wealth to is, go back is about to, to, school. Have to go back to school, yeah. you know? Because you didn't have a good enough year. You because they want to cheer. Because they want to yeah. cheer his name in the, the crowd. Fans are fickle. <laughs> they don't care about your well being. Right. They don't care about what you do for you and yours. They just only care about their entertainment. Yes. Go get that bag. <laughs> Go get the bag. Yeah. 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 That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Well, um, I, I think, Dad, you mentioned it, that was something like that a, a part of, because I know you had a hand in, in mm. the school picking, even though, like you said, Romeo, because let's be honest, he was pretty much the main offensive right. weapon. And teams were allowed to load up on him. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you didn't want Keon to go somewhere where it's like, here, we're going to give you the rock. You do what you want for teams to put, you know, where he might not have, what in his mind might not be a successful year. Because right. when you're a one-man show, teams can just load up on yeah. you. So was that a part of you guys? Um, and not saying you picked it because so-and-so was going here. Right. But just also was it a little, you know, a factor where, other players who understand the game that could play at a high level that way you don't have just I'm the only option um, well, pressure well, well I thought when they got traced that was a really big move for them because that, <laughs> that that allows them to have you know to bring in other guys and, and um, to have you know that kind of caliber um, I don't I wouldn't say it was a, the, a big time factor of it um, I mean IU was great to us shout out to my old coach Ed Shilling he's been great still great still talk to him yeah. he still acts about junior um, and his well-being, and you know, um, I think more of a, just the fit. Um, and and, and I, don't, I don't mean just like you; I just mean overall picture right. for. Yeah, I mean like overall, um, just the the part for him that I wanted to see for him the most was that he can be himself yeah. wherever he goes. You know, and he didn't have to try to be anybody else. He didn't have to. You know, some people, oh, you could be the next like. I've never been a, a fan of that. You yeah. be the best version of yourself, yes. not, you know, the next whoever it was that came out of there. So, you know, that was kind of the, the the big picture for us when we were trying to decide uh, 
what was best for him and what would be that 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 ultimate fit because at the end of the day, he's gonna gotta go to a school and he's gonna have to fit in with that group, yeah. that team, that coaching staff, the weight room, the community, you know, and, and is it something that I can see him being there and still being himself and growing. So, you know, that was kind of the, you know, I don't think the, you know, a lot of people said, oh, because of I, you had a bad season and this and that is why we didn't, we didn't look at like, the what they were doing as a season. We know that's a young program. We understand that Coach Miller is rebuilding and he needs time to, to put some things together. You know, that was, you know, uh, all going into it when they first came and offered him. We understood that, you yeah. know, because he had just got the job, you know. And, and so, you know, we, we took every situation and we really put him in the front of it and said, uh, okay, what's the best matchup for Keon Jr.? to succeed, you know, and it wasn't about me, it wasn't about his mom. I mean, like, if it was up to us, I mean, we would probably have him close as we can, you know. Yeah, like, so you can be there all the time. Like I told him, go to right State. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I mean, that's, continue that's the tradition. Yeah, that's, that's you know, if, if it was about me, you know, yeah. if it was about, you know, the things that we wanted, you know, we had to really remove all things that wasn't about him yeah. and put him, you know, really in the front of it and, and, and see, you know, what was going to be the best for him. That's good. Yeah. Keon, um, 12. <laughs> you said um, you like, you're locked in on your goals and stuff. Is there anything that's like you have to fight on a regular just to stay focused? We all kind of got like these temptations and stuff that we have to fight on a regular. Like, is there anything for you that you have to fight in order to stay laser sharp on your goal? The biggest thing to me is fighting complacency. You know, me going to Kentucky and having the, the successes that I've had so far, it's a lot of people that being here to tell you how good you are, how you're doing this, how you're doing that, but that's not going to do anything for me going into college. So I got to make sure I'm still being hungry to get better. I, I would say that's the, the most thing, just not being complacent because, you know, if you got 30 people telling you how good you are, you you get to start chest oh, yeah. puffing your chest out it's a like little bit. Like your dad bit. told us, don't uh, pump your chest yeah. in the weight room. Yeah, you get to, <laughs> you get to feeling yourself, and yeah. then and you start start to become lazy. And then if you not if you ain't getting better, you getting worse. So mm-hmm. and then so people start to start to catch you and pass you by. That's really that's that's kind of like my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Just b- me becoming lazy and not. And not being hungry to to be better anymore. That's that's the thing that kind of scares me about everybody telling me how nice I am or oh you got a forty inch vertical this this and that. Like all right, dog, I, I understand that, but I still got room to get better. Okay, one last thing if I can get both of you guys to answer. Um, for any listener, um, parent, athlete, kid. If you can give them any bit any bit of advice when it comes to, and I mean, let's say basketball, because what you do, what would be, what advice would you give a kid that's, that wants to pursue basketball, wants to go to college and play basketball? What kind of advice would you give them? And then, Dad, you too. My thing would be just keep your head down and just keep working. You know, just keep grinding, you know. Coming up, there's been a lot of late bloomers and, other people who weren't weren't as good as when we were younger, but now they're 
got the pick of the litter where they want to go to school. So my thing is just keep your head down, keep working. You know, don't don't worry about any rankings or anything like that. Just make sure you you working as hard as you can every day to be the best version of yourself. Don't get into the game of comparing yourself to somebody else. Just just stay true to stay true to yourself and just be who you are. And as long as you keep working, you can uh, have to pick the litter of uh, what you can do. Yeah, yeah. Kind of the <clears throat> piggyback off of what he said. That's kind of the same thing I was going to say about your process. Um, Sticking to stay in your lane of your process. Um, so many times, kids looking at someone else's process and want that, but it takes work to to get to wherever you're going. And their work and your work is never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. So to to understand that just because a kid on your team or uh, another person you know is doing something that you may think is better than what you're doing to just stay humble in yourself and to keep working on your own path because if you try to run his race you're probably gonna you know run the wrong race Mm -hmm. you know so you know we have a lot of kids that look at rankings or look at what somebody wrote about somebody and think that they need that you know and if you just stay humble and you stay into your own process at the end of your work you'll see what it come out to be um, and that'd be probably the, the biggest of, and then just just believe in yourself you know like, like I try to get all my boys to understand even the kids that I work out with is that <clears throat> most people can't believe in their own dreams like can't think they can get to accomplish their own dreams so why would they think you can accomplish yours so you have to be the person that at the end of the day know that I can believe in myself and no matter if no one else believes in me I know I can do it. So, you know, it's we live in a world where everybody's not always happy for you. Everybody always don't want the best for you. And if you allow that to to be why you doing things, you you'll be in some trouble later on down the line. I got I got one more question too. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, <laughs> I wish like I I wish we could go like another hour, but I, mean, <laughs> but I got one more question. I promise. Um, what advice would you give to families, especially like black families? Like where you see uh, most, uh, you know, fatherless homes. Yeah, you know what? What I would say for anyone that doesn't have the father inside the home, or you know, that's really hands on, is to just go to your family or people that you've trusted on life. Not about basketball, not about you know whatever sport you in, but just life in general that you really trusted and. Talk to them about it. You, you know, sometimes getting a person that's not in the bad, that's not in the field that you're talking about, you can get a clear understanding of some things. Um, then people that may you may think that's involved in it that has the best interest for you, but they're looking at it for a gain for them or something that can help them. So I would, you know, say whoever you can trust. If it's your high school coach, um, your AAU coach. Um, if it's a teacher, I mean, somebody that you can really trust that say, hey, this is a situation that we're dealing with and ask for that help. You know, don't just go and do whatever somebody tells you, but go to somebody you trust. Um, because one thing you learn in this AU world is basketball. It's a lot of snakes and a lot of people that really don't want the best for you. <laughs> and they'll tell you that but in the in hindsight they're trying to do something else so that's the scary part that's kind of a reason why i coached so long with my son because i start seeing that so young and at early age i'm like man i can't trust this dude to even be around my kid for an hour hour and a half you know 
So that, that'd be one of week. Yeah, you know, so that's uh, some advice. And then just be be involved. Don't drop your kids off at practice and, leave. and then leave. <laughs> Babysitter. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, be there to see what they're doing sometime. And, you know, I'm not saying you got to be like some of us that is just sit in the gym and be okay, but at least un- get a little understanding and have a little communication with whoever you have that you're working with. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Well, we just want to say thank y'all for coming out again, man. We appreciate y'all coming to our little studio. <laughs> man, glad to be here. You know, like once again, I you know, I don't want to boast too much, but this guy right here has really helped us. Terry you know. Collins. Terry Collins. Big he him up. Um, you know, he's, hey, he's, yeah, your he's a good guy. <laughs> he's doing good stuff for the for the community. Yeah, and yes. I, I really appreciate him for, yeah. for all he's done for, for me and my family. Yeah, Bro. man. I'm thankful that I was able to be involved in the process even a little bit. So, you know, from the bottom of my heart, Keon, I wish you nothing but the best, man. Appreciate Just it. Same keep, here, keep man. Keep God first. Thank you. Keep your family in line and, and know who you can fall back on because there's going to be, like your dad said, there's going to be snakes and they're going to try to come for what benefits them. But yeah. as long as you know who always got your back, man, the sky's the limit for you, bro. Appreciate sure. it. Thank the you. sky's the limit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm Josh Collins. Terry Collins. And this is the Collins Report. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry about the voice again, but Thanks, y'all. peace out. Have a good night. Thank y'all.